You know a lot about golf. It is time for us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith on the road in Indiana. Headed up to the Sagamore, yep. Oh, excuse me, you can tell it's kind of a fancy schmancy place. It's the Sagamore. The Sagamore. It's kind of like, it's not like the Sagamore, like the Ohio State University. Yeah. It's not It's not that. It's just the Sagamore. The Sagamore, like the yeah. Greenbrier. You know, I mean, people don't say the Waffle House unless you're saying, let's go no. to the Waffle House. But let's do that. Let's, let's broadcast <laughs> the show from the Waffle House. I forget her first name, but she was on the LPGA Tour. Her, and her last name was Pancake. Oh, yeah, Brooke Pancake. Brooke Pancake. Yeah. And she was sponsored by Waffle House. Yeah, can you believe <laughs> that the International House of Pancakes completely yeah. and utterly whiffed on that? The, the president of the co- company has to not only fire his marketing firm and his legal team, but he needs to slap them as he fires them. It's the same thing with Johnny Vegas. You tell me why all of the hotels in Vegas are not sponsoring Johnny Vegas on tour. You tell me that, I don't understand. He's got the coolest name ever invented. Yeah. What's your name? Johnny Vegas. Well, I think Wayne. Oh, my. Are you kidding me? Wayne Newton probably still has the uh, copyright on Mr. Vegas, doesn't he? But anyhow, Brook Pancakes, sponsored officially by Waffle House, probably the only restaurant on earth where you cannot get pancakes. Huh? You can't get them at what? So you so, can't you can't just roll in there and say, give me six slapjacks. Nope. Not on the menu, can't sir. Can't do that either? Can't do it. Well, you know, we need to broadcast from a place like that just because it would be fun. And because we probably, you know, could, could wrangle a free breakfast or two out of them. I know. What I would sure thinking. try. I know what you're thinking, man. <laughs> I would sure try. <laughs> we are going to be talking about uh, stamina, strength. Making it through 18 holes without falling apart. You know, that's because you got to have food. Yeah. That's the reason. Food. you got stamina, it's food, right? Fuel. Fuel. You need fuel. You can't make it without the fuel, man. Have a gentleman from Kent, England. Not just from Kent, but he will be talking to us from Kent, England. Nick Buchan. He is a strength coach professionally, and he specializes in strength, strengthening, coaching golfers. Yeah. Is he going to tell us about how... Uh, half the golf professionals in the world think that Rory McIlroy ruined himself by working out. You we will, talk, we will ask him that, that question. We will ask and see if he will address that. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. I mean, think about that for a second. There's, there's half the teachers in the world right now that think that working out is bad. Yeah. You know, the old school guys go, nah, all you need to do is be like John Daly, you know, drink a little, smoke a little, eat a little bit. You know, just get up there. Who needs to work out? That guy's just naturally strong. What about all those people who aren't naturally strong who need to compete? You know, in John Daly's well, vernacular, I don't think the word little ever came into play when he was talking about smoking and drinking. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I was, was trying to tone that down. There was no little there at all. And a lot of people, a lot of... I've not heard that. A lot of them have had problems. And uh, what's his face? The guy from uh, Golf Channel. Um, the Irish dude. Irish dude from the Irish Golf dude Channel. Irish dude from the Golf Channel. Uh, Faraday. Oh, David Faraday. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's been... Of course mm-hmm. he, yeah. Of course he never was a that. big time winner, but and now we know why. But uh, but still, well, I, you know, I mean, we we could. I'm not sure that's the reason. Uh, you know, it's you got to give you got to give a pretty good amount of credit to his competition. Yeah, exactly, and and talent and right. and uh, competitive spirit, etc., and all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, but still, man, I mean, uh, if if you've got Player A, player B, all things being equal except for a level of physical fitness, 
I'd put my money on player A, would you not? Yeah, if he's the physical fitness guy, yeah. Yeah. I would. You know, and here, let, let's talk back again about what Rory even said. He said, you know, in an interview that's that's pretty widely spread now, people who were saying to him, well, you hurt yourself by working out. That's how your game got bad. You went You went downhill because of that. And he said, no, 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 listen to me. I'm trying to prevent overuse injuries. Mm-hmm. Every athlete in every sport who overdoes things, they wear out something that's not supposed to wear out under normal human conditions. These guys are abnormally human in terms of their behavior and what they repeat all the time. We got all these guys saying, hey, look, I got to practice more. I got to practice more. I got to practice more. Guess what? You know, my car, I got to drive it more. I got to step on the brakes more. Guess what it does? Wears out. It wears out. Yeah. Yep. Right. So parts of our body are going to wear out a little bit. So what Rory even said in an interview, he said, hey, look, I'm trying to protect my body from an overuse injury by making it stronger because I have to compete against the best players in the world. And in order to be the best player in the world, I have to beat all those other guys. Yeah. And they hit it far, and I'm not as tall, and I don't have as big a swing arc, so I've got to generate some speed somehow, and I've got to be better. And I'm going to wear myself out, and if I'm not strong enough to handle that, then I won't get to where I want to get to in life. That's the same thing, John, as an NFL football player. But nobody thinks of it that way. They always think golfers are like, well, you're not supposed to work out if you're a golfer. Of course you're supposed to work out if you're an NFL football player. Look at the damage on their body. Look at this thing and that thing, and look at all these big, gigantic men out here getting stronger because they play a very violent game. Well, guess what? They have to build their bodies so they can withstand that very violent game and they can play it. Yeah. Rory's no different. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's the same thing, but you got guys, but you got guys who are saying, Hey, look, I don't want to, I don't want to have my golfers work out. Like, wait a second. Yeah. Are they competitive or are they not competitive? Because if they're competitive, those are the guys that want to work out because they're trying to get a physical advantage over all their competition. And the the world of tournament golf is very, very competitive. And the longest guys really have a serious advantage over the shorter guys. So everybody wants to be the longer guy. Yeah. All the time. And we will talk about how to get there through uh, physical training or weightlifting or Whatever techniques are necessary with uh, Nick Bucken when he comes up. He is a strength coach who specializes in golfers. That and a whole lot more. It's coming right up here on those weekend golf guys. We're going to be right back. Please hang with us. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5GolfClub.com. I did. Two is you advised me to buy the best ball I, I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons, Keystars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 a month. He said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's fourteen bucks. He's still making a ten dollar profit. <laughs> that's right. Go to fightalleygolfclub.com. Listen to me and make money. How do you like that? 
Yes, it's us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton along with Jeff Smith. Coming up later on the show, Nick Buchan, who's a uh, strength coach specializing in golfers. Big Twitter presence, and uh, he's got a lot of uh, online training clients here in the States, even though he lives in Kent, England. So uh, we'll be talking to him and see what the deal is there. But uh, we're going to be talking about are you in shape? Do you have to be in shape? What could getting into shape do for you? Uh, You know, it's a season now. I mean, it's warm. Suddenly, uh, late spring, early summer dawned at the exact right time late spring early summer supposed to dawn we're here first uh first right. couple of uh, weeks of may yeah i had one of those almost golf balls uh joseph and i were out uh, practicing in the backyard a couple weeks ago and i didn't realize those almost golf balls went as far as they did <laughs> yeah. good thing they don't hurt anything when they yes, hit it certainly is or there would have been some broken windshields on the interstate 64 uh-huh. here. you get to blister one out onto the highway <laughs> yeah yeah, it went right through the trees and hit the highway, and it was like, maybe we should find a different backyard to do this in, so they'd blame someone else, you know. How about you turn around? You go toward the highway and hit back toward the house, and it'll bounce off the house. Yeah, that's what we started Damn. doing, and then I was putting them on the roof of the, the house next to us, and it was, so So was Joseph, the 13-year-old. The that's the fairway, that's next fairway over, John. Yeah. No, 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 we were aiming at it. We were aiming at it. You weren't even aiming at your own house. No, do I look that stupid? (laughs) I don't want those those marks on my house. (laughs) That's right, you needn't answer that question, by the way. It was rhetorical. Hey, just a quick aside before we get back into uh, let's let's get in shape or how do we get in shape or what do we need to get in shape for, et cetera, is I just wanted to point out one last Kentucky Derby story. One of the horses oh. that ran in the Derby was named Free Drop Bill. And Free Drop Bill? Free Drop Bill. And everyone was like, okay. well, that's kind of a strange name. How did you come up with that particular moniker? And the story was that the owner has a good friend and they play golf on a regular basis. And his friend's name is Bill. And he said, Bill has a tendency to hit it out of bounds. Bill's never met a free drop he didn't think was legal. So that's that's the nickname of his friend and the name of their horse. Free drop, free Bill. drop Bill. Yeah. Oh, I would do that to somebody. <laughs> I've named my horse after you, my good friend and buddy. It's, We're going to debut him at the Kentucky Derby. Right, Put your money down. <laughs> and the name Great of my horse drop. is Yet Another Mulligan. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, man, we could go down this road all day long, couldn't we? Yes, we could. Yes, we could. Oh. But I heard, I heard that story, and I said, "Oh, that's that's one for the show." Come on, you know, you know, somebody's got to name their horse Shankopotamus. <laughs> come on it's got to be done now it's got to be so we could break out all this because yeah you told me last week that there was this inane notion that that you know you can only name one horse one thing one time that's it if it's a thoroughbred one horse right? one name or one some, time yep or someone in a bad suit is going to come up and talk to you about it and wag his finger and say no that's not the horse's name yeah and right. the and the guy's brother like works for the can't U.S. Be another secretariat. That's oh, right. Can there be any that are like derivatives? Can there be like a secretary? Well, can you that know, happen? a lot of times too. It's the bloodline. Like um, you know, you got the urban warrior, a horse named Urban Warrior, and um, the other one of the offspring might be you know Suburban Warrior. Um, or, you know, urban gorilla or something, you know, along the lines, just to be able to trace the lineage. 
the names can be yeah. can be um, you know what's the word I'm looking for can be variations, but not the exact yeah. same name. But the answer to your question is yeah, probably. Huh. Yeah. I wonder if they like do it like Star Wars and the Empire Strikes Back. Can you imagine? <laughs> how about the how about the the track announcer? You know. <laughs> Darth Vader is leading. You know, any of those you hear, you can hear it coming, coming around the bend, Mister Magoo. Right? You can hear all kinds of stuff. Right? How funny would that race call be? Uh, all right. So let's let's not let's not get back into week number two of those weekend horse racing guys. But yeah, you are absolutely right. right. We got to come up with names like that. But but. I'm, I'm going to ask you this later with the strength guy here, but you can say it maybe now so you don't have to uh, couch your phrase. But do you have, and we've got like one minute left here before we have to take a quick break, but do you have any students that you would go to and say, um, you're not going to be able to get any better until you get in better shape? Oh, yeah. I've already got a couple of students, you know, and one of them, he's tall and lanky and he's just a tub of goo. You know, I mean, he's just soft. If if you pushed your finger into him, it would like come out the other side. I guess you know, it's like the Pillsbury Doughboy uh-huh. kind of thing. He's uh-huh. everywhere in his whole body. Yet he hits the ball pretty far, but yet he doesn't have any control because he doesn't have control over himself. Okay. And he sits there and tells me, "I want to go play. Pro- you know, I want to play professional golf. Like, go get the weight room out. Yeah. Go see. Here, let's go show you the inside of one. What it looks like? Let's get a picture on the internet and look at some weights." And realize, hey, look, you're going to have to get stronger because your competition, they can do this. They can repeat because they control their bodies. Yeah. You, sir, are just too soggy. (laughs) Not just in the middle. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I got people like that. A lot of times I start them out with riding a bike because it works on their hip joints, works on their their core, works on their hip joints, works on their, their ability to produce some force into the ground. You know, I, I start with them by just ride a bike. Yeah. Nothing else. For God's sake, do that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. We will keep that in mind and uh, ask our uh, our expert guest who's coming up in a little bit, Nick Bucken, who's a uh, strength yeah. strength coach who specializes in golfers. And we're going to be talking. Uh, and we're going to be talking in just a couple seconds when we get right back about how you can get a little bit stronger too. Right now. Right now. Right here. Don't you move. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-578-9306. That's 800-578-9306. Again, 800-578-9306. A lot of us are looking for a miracle. You know, we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter, longer drives. 
We buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often. We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club, a $200 golf club, a $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club. It may be your grip. It may be your stance. It may be your ball position. It may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out. $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. Five bucks a month. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's us, those weekend golf guys. Maybe we should call it those strong-end golf guys, just with the topic we're talking about this week on the show. Week is probably not a good word we should use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. This segment. How about that? Oh, this the segment. This segment. Those strong-end golf guys. That's right. Majority of golfers, how can I put this? It's it's not a young man's game anymore. You know? Yeah, there are young guns on the pro tour. They're in their 20s, and there's a lot of uh, collegiate golfers out there, and, and it's getting more and more popular among, you know, the millennial generations. But you'll have to admit that the bulk, the majority, the larger numbers of golfers that play on a regular basis are probably 40 years old and up. Would yeah. You? Okay. I think that, you know, that's that's normal for, for our world. Mm-hmm. You know, we got people that want to play golf. I got, you know, they're they're every age, the guys that are looking for something to do, the people that travel a lot, they're always looking to play. They're looking to go someplace and do something and yeah. just, you know. Yeah, exactly. They, they need to be a little bit better shape. And I was going to say. suggesting that our society is really obese or anything like that, but, you know. But I'm we just are. saying, hey, look, they, they want to be better in shape. Right. And we want to hit the ball better. And there's part of us that doesn't want it to be that we have to exercise and sweat. You know, there's yeah. part of us that wants to say, I just want to eat more meat and get stronger that way. Yeah. Well, give me a three meat pizza. I'll yeah. Follow that, you know, with a steak, and after that, I'll have a milkshake and feel strong, something like I that. Just, I just need some <laughs> some exercise guru, some fitness guru to come in and say, John, you know, the secret is you'd be a lot better off if you just eat more carbs. That's what I need to yeah. hear. You know, I need to hear. But yeah. uh, I don't think I'm going. I'm guessing to. it's probably not as many carbs. That's, I don't yeah. know much about carbs. I understand there's some carbs that are good for you and some carbs that are bad for you, but yeah, so. I like my cookies and I know that they're not good for me. Yeah. I don't know what category they fall in, but I like my brownies. Yeah. You know, I get I it. Those things are not all that good. I like the pastas. 
Everybody says, oh, yeah, the pasta's good carb, right? That's it. I'm a pasta guy. Well, it better be good carbs because I'm eating it tonight. So there you go. Look, Um, it tastes good, therefore it's good. That's it. 40 and up, that seems to also not not only be the average age or the the typical age of golfers or the age of the majority of golfers, but also the age at which the body tends to start falling apart unless it is maintained. I see some people that are that way. You're right. The body just starts to cave in on you. Exactly. And I don't know whether it's because we get busier, we get we got kids at that age, you know, that we've got to start paying for. We got to work extra hard and do fewer fun things, and we just don't exercise because of responsibilities. I'm not sure how it all plays out. Well, you know, some of but, us some of us made the attempt to do the athletic things that we could when we were younger. You know, some of yeah. us, it, and it's no joke. I I have a knee that sometimes won't won't let me stand up all the way. And I refer to it as my old football injury. And people look at me and go, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it was. You were the football? <laughs> I was the football, yes. No, in high school, I played football. And, and my my knees uh, are kind of worn out before their time because of overuse yeah. inaccurately when I was a teenager. You know, a lot of a lot of things happen uh, that, that lead to premature falling apart. I wonder if get worn out. I wonder if stomachs can get worn out over time. They can. They can for, stop over, for overuse. The stomach works continuously, twenty four seven. Anyhow, it's like the heart. Mm. You know, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be working. You don't shut it off. It's it's either digesting your food or digesting itself because you haven't put enough food in it. So, those are your two choices. Yeah. At least that's what I tell myself when it's time for a second helping. As far as or a donut or or a second donut. The first one doesn't count. It's the second and the third. As far as, though, mobility, you really need to at least have some sort of a regular physical regimen, whether it be just walking or biking, as you mentioned earlier, or something like that, just to maintain your your ability to to be flexible enough to play the game, because you have to have some sort of flexibility to play this game, don't you? Well, you know, there's truth in that. A lot of people will bit, will buy those push carts, you know. They they throw the clubs on the push cart, mm-hmm. you know, because they're better than the pull carts. You know, pushing is certainly an easier way than pulling because you know, you're dragging one, your arm's behind you, you hit a bump or something, next thing you know, you're jostling your shoulder or whatever. Right. But, you know, pushing the cart and walking, there's a lot of people say, hey, look, I'm playing better golf and I feel better and I'm not riding in a golf cart. Which kind of goes against the grain of an awful lot of American golfers. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Cause, and, you know, but throwing the six-pack in the cooler on the back of the cart is, is the first thing we do before we even hit the practice range. And yeah. Some, sometimes we only show up yeah. enough in advance to get the beer to put in the cooler to put on the cart before it's time to tee off. I prefer also. Yeah, sometimes the, the exercise is actually lifting the six pack, isn't it? It is. <laughs> twelve ounce <laughs> curls. We call those twelve ounce curls, man. <laughs> yeah. And they they work quite well for certain things. Uh, but I, I mentioned to you last week, and I'm I'm going to stick by this. Is when the the one time in my life, in my adult life, my latter adult life, that I was actually. Uh, working out on a regular basis and again i was doing it not because i wanted to get in shape because i was doing it because someone was paying me to do it long story we'll address that later if we need to um Mm. but i i spent a lot of time on a leg press and i swear that that the strengthening of my legs allowed me 
Uh, I don't know if it was just more force against the ground, being able to turn faster. I, I don't know what the exact uh, dynamics of the situation were, but I was able to hit the ball farther. Yeah. Now, whether There's I no was... question about it. Okay. You can generate more force with stronger legs. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question. If if the thing that is connected to the ground, your feet and your legs, right? They are the they're the things that we push on the ground in either a sideways manner and up manner or in a rotational manner. If that part is stronger, you can generate more force. It's like pushing off of a brick wall. You know, whether it's the ground or the or concrete or a brick wall or something, the part of you that's doing the pushing right. can propel you faster, farther, higher, whatever it is, if that part is strong versus weak. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah doing that leg press thing, good for you, man. Yeah, and it was great, too. You I mean, activated your glutes, didn't you? Um, I, I've always had highly active glutes, I guess. <laughs> Is that like after drinking too much milk or something? <laughs> I guess the the safest answer to that would be, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I have I have no idea what I did. I just know that, you know, after the first week when it hurt to move, uh, things got better. You know, things got better. It was mm-hmm. it was hard to to keep on keeping on. But what we're going to talk about is what you need to do not only to to hit the ball farther. Um, but also to last longer, to, to be able to finish 18 without that nagging pain in the back of uh, your neck or the base of your spine or the shoulder or the elbow. Um, there's just all kinds of ways that we can prevent getting hurt. And basically, <laughs> exercise at our age is more of a defensive mechanism than anything else, I think. It's just uh, keep yourself from breaking. I think is what uh, what we're trying to do I th- here. I think a lot of people are in that boat right there. Yeah. Like, just, just leave me alone. Make me do as little as I can just yeah. so I don't fall apart while I'm playing golf. Exactly. Just make it so I can make it through to another day. Or maybe play three days in a row, which is something that some of us with bad knees have problems doing now. We're going to talk to Nick yeah. Buckin about how we can fix that. He is a strength coach. He specializes in strengthening golfers. He has clients all over the world. And he's going to be next right here on Those Weekend Golf Guys. Hang with us. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, a grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, Mom, Dad, Grandpa, Grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour, and it only costs five bucks a month, and I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. Join for your kids' sake. And thanks for hanging with us those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith uh, on the way to what, to Sagamore? Sycamore? 
Yeah, the Sagamore. Sagamore. Up in there. Noblesville, Indiana. And what part of England are you from, Mr. Nick Buchan? Uh, I am from Kent, so I am about 20 minutes, half an hour south of London. All right, there you go. And this would be our guest, Mr. Nick Buchan, who is a, a strength expert who specializes <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll in, go with that. in making golfers. So you have muscles coming out of your head. Is that right? Is that what the deal uh, is? Strength uh, guys? No, no. Um, yeah, my background's in, in golf. Um, as far as strength coaches go, I'm the puny one. Um, yeah i'm quite normal shaped let's go with that as opposed to the round shape that uh jeff and i are but (laughs) you uh specialize in golfers and i know a a lot of golfers say well wait a minute why do i have to be in shape it's just a game what's getting Mm -hmm. in shape going to do for me because you know we show up at the course we find out what cart we're going to put our clubs in (laughs) <laughs> we go and load up the cooler that's included on the back of the cart, fill it up with a six-pack that should last us for at least a front nine. Yeah. And uh, that's our idea of golf. So where does being stronger come in there for us? Convince us that we need some help, Okay, man. cool. Um, okay, so there's there's a, a fair amount of layers to that. Um, let's start with the term in shape. Okay. okay? Um, so in shape is probably to to most golfers to the general population is the bloke on the front of the men's fitness magazine yeah i am in no means saying that you need to look like that guy um that guy doesn't eat carbohydrates he's very sad and he (laughs) spends all his time in the gym and he's no fun um so i'm not saying that um that you need to look like him what what i am saying is you need to be in shape for golf and just like any other sport there are requirements to that uh the easiest kind of way to explain that is if you look at american football there are lots of different positions and the people on the field tend to be different shapes based on kind of uh, those positions uh, and the requirements they have. So there are, yeah, there are physical requirements to golf and you need to be able to meet them in order to kind of play your best. Those requirements are possibly not as clear cut (laughs) to, to, to work out and we can kind of get to that later. But yeah, there are, there are requirements that you need to, to be able to, to swing the golf club and that might be just to survive the round as such mm-hmm. that might be kind of hydration endurance that kind of stuff right um to get you around the golf course that might be general physical capacity so kind of cardiovascular fitness and muscular endurance to be a- to enable you to play today tomorrow the day after you know either just from a point of view of getting good or just from the point of view of kind of you want to play every day or, or survive time to do that yeah you need, um, to, need to get through a round I, i've played with guys who start falling apart by the 14th or 15th hole because they just they're tired yeah i mean fatigue in golf is a really interesting topic and i could get really really geeky about it <laughs> um Fatigue in golf is not cardiovascular fatigue. They've done a number of trials and a number of studies trying to use golf um, in cardiac patients to, mm-hmm. to rehab people post heart attacks. Um, and essentially, unless the course is really hilly and really long, it probably doesn't give those individuals enough of a cardiovascular training effect for it oh. to be worthwhile for them to do. So that tells us something. That probably tells us that actually the fatigue you experience on the golf course as a normal, healthy individual that hasn't had a heart attack recently, mm-hmm. hopefully, anyway, mm-hmm. um, is is probably that's 
yeah, if those people are, aren't experiencing a training effect, you're probably not experiencing a training effect kind of cardiovascular. Um, my interpretation of, of fatigue at the moment, and this is an area that I would love to see, and why I say I could get really geeky on this, I would love to see a lot more research done into what exactly are the mechanisms of fatigue in golf. My kind of opinion at the moment is there's some some standing fatigue element, kind of line workers that sit, that stand and do the same thing all day, or you standing in the queue for a theme park, you know, if you're there all day just standing up, you are right. tired, your joints ache. Yeah. There's an element of that. And then I think there's a, a big kind of mental fatigue element. There's a, you've got to concentrate for that, yeah. Long, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't have a definitive answer really as to why, to, to how you would kind of condition yourself for golf perfectly, mm-hmm. because we don't have a perfect answer as to what those fatigue mechanisms are. But certainly we can kind of make good estimations and, and work on that. Yeah. And then if I can delve into the strength part oh, of that. delve a away, bit. Nick. Delve away. Um, cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, I get the argument. Okay. I don't need to be, why do you need to be strong? It's a very light implement. You just swing it really fast. The other kind of flip side of that is golf is about skill. Why, why do I need to be strong? You know, I'll just be very skillful. So if I said to you, so I think everyone would agree that golf, being a skill game, you'd need to practice. You know, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of hours required on the range. When you're talking elite level, there's a lot of hours required on the range to get good at this game. If I told you that depending on the research, around about 80% of the injuries that we see with golfers, both amateur and professional, are overuse injuries in nature. Yeah, essentially you're stressing a, a joint or a muscle too much from, from using it yeah. a lot. If I told you that's around 80% and then I said there's a there's a, a very well-researched backed way to halve the incidence of overuse injuries, not just in golfers, but across all sports, uh-huh. you'd be interested. Yes, hopefully. indeed. <laughs> tell- strength training. Strength okay. training. The stronger you are, the, the less likely you are to suffer overuse injuries. Basically, we've skipped a lot, a few steps there, but, oh, but that is yeah. what the research says that across multiple sports, appropriate strength training, which is where the skill, where the right. kind of skill element and the expertise element comes into that. Uh, appropriate strength training has been shown to, to reduce the incidence of overuse injury by up to 50%. Wow. Which, if I can get you on the golf course longer, you can practice for longer, you can play more, you'll be a better golfer, yeah. probably enjoy your golf more because you're a better golfer, and you'll be out playing more. And you won't, um, won't walk off with the with the the sore lower back or the the cramps in your thighs when you get home or any of that it, stuff. Exactly. Hopefully not. No. Um, and that's even before we get into the kind of force side of that equation, which is uh-huh. ultimately clubbed speed. You know, if you you right. want to generate clubbed speed, yeah. ground reaction force. So basically, the the force you can generate and put into the ground is a big part of generating clubbed speed. And that's a function strength of your legs, is a, isn't it? Uh, it's it's a function of of your ability to to generate force on a more global level. It's okay. it's it's a little bit, yeah. It's just too simplistic to say it's your legs, it's your hips, it's hip extension, it's whatever it is. The golf swing is a complicated movement. It's probably for practical purposes just easier to say if you are strong in a few kind of basic movement patterns, that's yeah. good enough. You know, you need to be strong in general rather than strong legs i got you hey jeff you ever have a student that you kind of look at and go listen if you really want to be able to accomplish that you got to go get in better shape yes uh and it's always the people who are really truly trying to be competitive okay 
is because the driving force, the motivator for these players is to compete against the best players. And I work with an awful lot of players. And if they are not in the peak condition overall, they cannot generate, regardless of body type, regardless of swing type, if they cannot generate enough force because they're not in shape, they get blown away by those who are in shape mm-hmm. and generate enough force, and they don't like that. Yeah. So it's basically the more competitive the person is and wants to be, the more they're interested in beefing up their body and strengthening it because they know they need to be more powerful. That makes sense if to you, Nick? If they're not so interested, yeah, if they're yeah. not so interested in the competitive aspect of it, well then... They're just not so interested. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I they're, completely they're agree. Not. Yeah, I think from a from a performance standpoint, I, I think I, yeah, I completely agree. I think if we kind of take that, let's just take the standard kind of collegiate athlete, mm-hmm. high school athlete as an example. That guy is going to be very interested yep. in in what we do, I suppose. And the reason exactly. is because he has a big reward in front of him. Right. If I can give him 10, 20 yards, that might be what he needs. And mm-hmm. there's a big reward of playing for a living. You know, there's yeah. a big reward of millions of pounds of traveling the world. And yeah, there, yeah. there's all of exactly. that. If we're talking about the average amateur who is, who is maybe, yeah, kind of not 18, 19 anymore. Right. Um, you're, you're looking at a slightly different set of principles there. You mm-hmm. know, we're looking at, longevity so we're looking at can i teach you to move a little bit better so that you don't get stressed in the same joints all the time the kind of cranky lower back etc and can i condition you to to play golf because the other thing i think as we get older when guys retire play a lot more golf exactly um so i've got to kind of be able to basically get them to survive that but the risk reward of taking that guy and and saying, right, okay, we're going to train for performance and you're going to get really strong and you're going to hit miles. doesn't make any difference to that. At no, the end of the it, day, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Nick, Nick Buckin is a strength coach specializing in golf. He is our guest on those weekend golf guys. And Nick, when we come right back, I'll take a quick break, but when we come right back, can we talk some specifics? Um, you know, some things yeah. that guys can do that guy you just mentioned, the, uh, the guy, older guy, 40, 50, maybe yeah, even 60 that can uh, let him play well on into the later years. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Hey, get strong, as we used to say in New York, New York. We'll be right back. Don't you move. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said, too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club. All right? It's not just $5 to get in, and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay, $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs, $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, $5golfclub.com. 
If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-578-9306. That's 800-578-9306. Again, 800-578-9306. Back again, those weekend golf guys, John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith on the road to uh, Sycamore, Sagamore. The Sagamore, the Sagamore. Swarthmore. Sycamore's a tree. (laughs) Swarthmore's a girl's school. Oh, how did I know that? And okay. An an afternoon of teaching. So I hope that, uh, you know, you've beefed up a little bit. If not, listen real close to our guest, Nick Buchan from uh, Kent, England. We're worldwide. (laughs) Everywhere, we're everywhere, and this proves it. And uh, he specializes in uh, in strengthening golfers. In in uh, when last we left, Nick, we were talking about the older guy, the the golfer who just wants to be strong enough to keep on playing without breaking. Mm-hmm. What uh, what kind of a routine would you suggest he partake in to do that? Okay, so depending on kind of what's gone before, um, we we're probably going to have uh, a few mobility issues. We're probably going to have some cranky lower back, some some cranky shoulders, let's say. Yeah. Um, the most kind of number one exercise I would probably give to that person is we want them to learn to hip hinge. Um, so when I say hip hinge, um, it strikes fear into some people <laughs> yeah. that can work out what that means. Basically, that's a deadlift. Um, so deadlifting it to it to most people is probably pick a barbell that's really heavy up off the floor and repeat yeah. um and it's an awesome way of getting strong i'm not talking about that i am talking i want you to be able to execute a hip hinge well so by that i mean your pelvis stays neutral you're pushing your hips back mm-hmm. and therefore your spine stays neutral as far as spinal health goes it's a very important thing to be able to do. Basically, it's starting to teach you to move from the hips and not the spine. It's the ideal way to move in general, really. Mm-hmm. It's what we want to do in the golf swing. Um, in terms of we want to keep that lumbar spine relatively still and we want to rotate from the upper back and, and the hips. That's kind of if you look at good golfers, um, the, their center will stay fairly stable and it's almost like swinging uh, a rope, like a rope, a ball on the end of a rope, round and round and round. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what's beginning to get at. And biggest thing, hip hinging is how you get into golf posture. If I can teach you to hip hinge well, you get into a better golf posture and you're more able to maintain it over the course of a round. All, all deadlifts are hip hinges, but not all hip hinges are deadlifts, you know. And, and that might be <laughs> simply starting out. We're just going to put. Uh, a golf club behind our back we're going to have three points of contact back of the head upper back and your tailbone and then all you're going to do is bow forwards keeping those points of contact 
So we're keeping that nice neutral spine and we're flexing at the hips and you should be able to get somewhere near to a kind of a, a right angle. You won't quite, you won't quite get that far, but, but you'll be able to get somewhere near that. You'll feel a nice big stretch on the hamstrings, mm-hmm. glutes will fire when you extend. And then we can go lots of different ways with that. We can progress that to, to load. We can add a kettlebell, something like that work on tissue resiliency basically we work on the muscles ability to produce force and also we get we drive a lot of effects kind of what's talking about earlier regards overuse injuries we drive a lot of effects in kind of non-contractile tissues ligaments and things from strength training as well bone density increases as well because if we're talking about an older population Mm -hmm. that he's not getting any younger you know um we, we start to get into arthritic issues and things like that down the line particularly guys that probably play a lot of golf yeah you know yeah. if we can if we can improve that bone density a little bit and, and stop the um deficit of the strength reduction that's associated with that mm-hmm. that's always good i think that's my my number one exercise we don't have to load that either we can challenge it for kind of stability we do single leg versions so now rather than having two legs i'm going to just pick one leg up do exactly the same exactly <laughs> the same movement i think that's kind of the number one and then the other thing we'll probably work on is some kind of basic postural corrective and shoulder mobility drills there is literally too many options to talk about sure. um, right now in sure. regards to that um getting back to what you're you talking about just a few minutes ago a lot of us would panic if we realized that what we were working on would eventually lead to having to go to a gym and do weightlifting. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can, you can do that around the house just with the right position. Just pick up the yeah. laundry basket in that position, pick up your golf bag in that position, pick yeah, up a chair course. or whatever. Um, right? I've trained people on ranges just using, um, uh-huh. uh, using buckets of balls. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do a lot of online training. Um, so actually a fair amount of my clients uh, are in the States. But I would guess that 80% of them are working out from home. All right. Okay. Some of them are, are, are pretty decent now, you know, so mm. they're, they're buying a little bit of equipment here and there, but it's certainly not essential in any way to visit the, uh, the dreaded gym. Right. And, and some, sometimes too, I, I got a friend who just got into uh, working out, quote unquote, and after okay. about three months became like, I mean, he had an evangelical zeal about the whole thing, man. Now he mm-hmm. goes, he goes to the gym like you know four times a week, and he's really, really into it. But it's that's not necessary in order to no. get what you need in order to play this game better, right? No, I mean ultimately there is in, in any sport there's a, a law of diminishing returns. You sure, don't and with strength for golf, possibly is an end point as well, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you don't need to be hugely strong. This is a little bit we kind of get into the realms of, of perception. Um, it's a really interesting thing for me, uh, kind of aside both lines, as you were. There's a there's a strength community looking at golfers and going, what's all the fuss about? They, they deadlift 315 pounds, 140K, uh, yeah. and, and they look sort of trim, uh-huh. In, in in a small t-shirt on tv you know uh, big right. whoop put them next to an, an an nfl quarterback even and they're they'll pay in yeah. insignificance and then there's the the golf end where they're training seven days a week they're they're doing three hours in the gym each day and they're kind of um and they're big and ripped and powerful and and you know they're lifting too much weight and it's really interesting to see the kind of two elements of that 
like everything, the truth is probably closer to, to the middle, you know? Well, I know one of the, the uh, rumors going around was that Rory McIlroy's injury was caused by working out too much. The rib injury is the only one I don't have, I don't know an exact cause for. Okay. Which was supposedly put down to to squatting. Okay. I by that uh, he put a bar on his back, squatted down, and, and broke a rib. That in itself, every other injury is is football. <laughs> it is a uh, it is is largely Rory doing having a life, you know. Um, yeah, we can't have that, man. Golfer can't um, have that. Golfers is... cannot have a life. <laughs> but no, I mean that's the only one I I personally don't gotcha. see how that could happen. But even assuming it did, mm-hmm. it is a very very unusual event you know strength yes strength training is dangerous in the same way golf is dangerous in the same way volleyball in the same way as any sport is dangerous you know weight room accidents as it were Uh do happen yeah and no one can deny that but actually i have looked at the research on this um it is this weightlifting if you take it to the nth degree now so we're talking about Olympic lifting and powerlifting, which are the most extreme versions of picking up a weight you can do, still have lower rates of injury than almost any sport at collegiate level. The kind of accidental injury can happen, but it's very, very uncommon. Gotcha. Um, And from the training point of view, we I kind of operate with three rules of training. One is do them no harm training. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two is reduce harm from their daily activities. So for me, that's golf right. 99% of the time and freeze improve performance in that order. And I think, yeah, that does, you do see those odd freakish accidents, if you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. can't deny that. But for the trade-off of like I was talking about earlier, regards, you will get injured less as right. a result of your sport and those overuse injuries, which hey. are ultimately what's going to curtail your career. I know a guy with a broken elbow falling off a bar stool. So you can get injured anywhere, okay? <laughs> Nick Kupakin, who is a, a strength coach specializing in golfers, and you got to follow this dude on Twitter because he, he sends you all kinds of great information. And what is the uh, the Twitter address? And any other shameless self-promotion you'd like to do right now, Nick? <laughs> all right, cool. Okay, um, so Twitter is uh, at stronger underscore golf. Um, everything else, social media-wise, is just at stronger golf. Um, but unfortunately, someone had stolen the Twitter page, so there has to be an underscore in, in, the, in the middle. Um, and yeah, the only other thing probably worth pointing you in the direction of is everything we've talked about today in terms of kind of injury reduction, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, is research-backed. And if you go on my website, which is www.strongergolf.co.uk, uh, there's a load of blog articles on there, but one of them, I think maybe halfway down the second page now, uh, is a research review into injuries and strength training in golf, Fantastic. which covers everything we talked about today and a bit more and kind of gives you the actual studies behind some of the stuff I've been spouting. Gotcha. <laughs> and if you didn't catch that or write it down, you can always get it from us because it'll be available on our website, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can always follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys, uh, Facebook.com slash Golf Guys. And uh, you want to listen to uh, any of the episodes you may have missed, well, they're always available through thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Uh, Nick, we appreciate you, sir. And we will be talking to you again sometime, and uh, we'll be talking to you again next week. So hang out with us, and in the interim between now and then, 
why don't you get a little stronger and go play some golf? If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-578-9306. That's 800-578-9306. Again, 800-578-9306. A lot of us are looking for a miracle. You know, we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter, longer drives. We buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often. We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club, a $200 golf club, a $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club. It may be your grip. It may be your stance. It may be your ball position. It may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out. $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. Five bucks a month. 